Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'll kick 360, and the Tennessee Power Hour is here alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson. David Reed is the chairman of the board. Big thanks to Becca Risley, Sarah Triplett, Sleepy Danny as well for making the show happen. Titans released their schedule along with the rest of the league. Yesterday, we're going to hit that. Plus, the Predators now know when they're going to start their playoffs, which will be this coming Monday. We'll give you the full rundown, courtesy of the Tennessean, in just a moment. Uh, but guys, initial thoughts to the Titans opening the season with Arizona, followed by a trip on the road against Seattle. Yeah, I, I heard you say you didn't really like oh the and two. beginning of... 0-2 oh oh, to start wow. is how I would bet that. I think uh, maybe one and one. I'm, I'm not particularly scared of Arizona, though uh, the receiving core uh, against a new secondary, which I suspect is part of, of what you see there, um, is a little bit of a concern. The Seattle trip is going to be a bummer uh, at any point in the season, a difficult trip. I do think this is a schedule that allows for possibilities of um, uh, stretches of win streaks and losing streaks based on the way it's built. And there's a really tough stretch coming afterwards. I'm curious um, uh, about why you're down on, on the uh, – I'm higher on Arizona. Yeah. Um, I'm also down because uh, we're just assuming that the offense without Arthur Smith is going to be fine. Oh, yeah, I'm not. We're assuming that Shane Bowen, as a defensive play caller, is going to be fine and that they've done enough with their secondary. I'm – I'm not going to assume that. I'm assuming that Arizona's coming out, firing out of the gates with Cliff Kingsbury and what will be a high-scoring affair in Nashville, followed by a game in Seattle where I believe in his career as a head coach in Seattle, Pete Carroll has lost one game in September at home. That's not an easy trip. Then they return home at 0-2, in my mind, as I play out this schedule, in a massive game against must the Colts. Win. It's a, I mean, for an early season game, that would be a must win. Here's what I am going to assume. I'm going to assume the Titans suck on defense until proven <laughs> otherwise. And here's what I'm also going to assume. They're not going to be able to tackle Kyler Murray. He is going to run all over them. He is going to be a pain getting away from any pressure that they may create, which they probably won't. Well, in this game. And what does DeAndre Hopkins always do to the Titans? Roast. Destroys them. He is coming in here to destroy them again. <laughs> I think Arizona wins. I think Seattle wins at home. Well, that's, hang on. That's a bad road trip. I, it, I the, Arizona, uh, the, the Seattle matchup worries me just because of the style of play for the Seahawks. And defensively, I think they're, they're going to be tougher for, for the Titans' offense to move the ball on a bit but because of their scheme. The, the Arizona have a lot of young pieces, and I, I think the Titans can put up points against them. I'm, when you look at their secondary, like their secondary right now consists of Buda Baker, they have Robert Alfred, 
uh, Alford and Byron Murphy on the outside. The double team against A.J. Brown doesn't bother yeah, Patrick me. Patrick Peterson's gone. Like, I, I'm, I'm not worried about the Titans' offense in week one. And with the opportunity, uh, we know Vrabel's very good when given an offseason or 10 or more days to prepare. I just think Arizona's going to put up a ton of points. I, I, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying it's a shoe-in win against Arizona. I'm just not putting it down as a Two loss. Two-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, and, right. and I, don't, I, I, don't, Titans I don't want anybody to think that I'm fine with the Titans as is. Uh, I, uh, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith have not been replaced. Arthur Smith's departure concerns me, and I see a ton of losable games. I mean, this Buffalo, Kansas City, at Indianapolis, at Rams stretch – could be an 0-4 stretch, That's the stretch. starting uh, on October 18th. That is a deadly territory. That reminds this, me of the, Col- I, I the Colts-Patriots-Colts swing. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I keep saying, to me, it feels like a tough schedule, even though the Vegas uh, over-unders and stuff say it's not. It's not I, because I, of their I division. I, yeah. It's and, all and look, because and of they the Jets. Should, and they they're playing should, the Jets. They should sweep the Texans and sweep the Jaguars and build a reasonably good record yeah. around that. But uh, I, I think that NFC West is tough. And I think when you're playing Buffalo and Kansas City and New Orleans as games outside of your framework schedule, you've got things, and Pittsburgh, you've got things tough. And that comes from, uh, you know, they've got a lot of measuring sticks over the course of this season to know how they stack up against teams that I think predictably will be the best teams in the AFC, particularly Buffalo and Kansas City. That They've got back-to-back games against the two teams that represented the AFC in the championship game last year, who I think could well be there again. And uh, that's this is the fourth year in a row they've played the Bills, right? I mean, they go so. Yeah, they've got four wins they have to get. The, the four that we talked about—that's the reason that their schedule looks mm. easy is because yeah. those four games. But it's if, middle of the pack. If you go you six with and the seven, you could if, lose to the Jets. If you go, if you take care of business in those four games, that you could for sure. You could lose the Texans. It's the NFL. Crazy things happen. But if you win those four games, if you go six and seven. With the remainder, you're ten and seven, and probably winning the mm-hmm. division mm-hmm. this year. So, it's a team I still expect to win the division. But let's talk about assumptions for a second. I'm assuming the offense is going to be okay because of Derrick Henry, because of Ryan Tannehill. I'm not going to assume that the play calling and the offensive installation is going to be just as good as Arthur Smith as offensive coordinator until I see it. But if you want to make assumptions about this team. What assumption should we make about the Titans' defense without Dean Pease? Based on, based on the staff that's in place. If Jim Schwartz were the hire for defensive coordinator, I'd say, okay, it's going to be revamped. Let's wait and see. I'm a wait-and-see guy with everything, and I want to wait and see these new pieces, especially in the secondary, for the Titans' defense. But if you're making assumptions, it's hard for me to find a lot of hope with this group on defense Offense, yes. I'm very hopeful they're going to continue to have a really good offense. But defensively, Hutton, and you brought it up against Arizona, I think it's a high-scoring game. I think the Titans could, you know, could win. They're favored. But it's tough to make an assumption about the defense being a lot better until well, we see it. Early in the season, I hear, I hear that phrase. You want to play uh, the Colts. Like I heard last night, Oh, getting the Colts early in the year as Wentz comes along is good. 
I would want to play this Titans defense early in the year. Bud Dupree's coming off an ACL, suffering in in December. Rashad Weaver's going to have legal issues going on. We don't know what's happened there. We know he's involved in in a legal case. Um, Caleb Farley's back. And you have a new play caller filling out the thing. When I say new play caller, a a designated defensive coordinator feeling things out for a defense that was really bad. Plus plus an offensive play caller who's new. Sure. So I would want to catch them early, too. Meanwhile, Arizona practically running it back with what they had. Um, the guys they, have Vance Joseph is their defensive coordinator is back. They bring JJ in JJ Watt. Early. Uh, so th- they have some pieces that are not. I'm not saying they're winning their division, but they have a cohesive group that they're trying to build around in a core. The Titans have that too, but there's still a lot of question marks there, and it's tough to make assumptions early in the year that I think we could do last year. Um, now. As we move through the schedule, uh, we know the division is is paramount. Where they where they op- they open that home in the division against the Colts. Uh, but you're right, Paul. Uh, they travel on the road at New York and at Jacksonville right after that game. They cannot have a. And I hesitate to say cannot have because I'm playing the schedule out in my mind, which is uh, dangerous. dangerous. But and, and they had this last year, and they still made the postseason. But I look at the, the stretch right before the tough home stretch of Buffalo and Kansas City and think to myself, you can't go have a performance that you had in Cincinnati last year against the Jets or, or against Jacksonville. Get yourself like a you, buffer. Yeah, yeah. Build, Build yourself get a some, buffer. Get some wins in the column and then prepare for what is an extremely tough stretch where not only are you going to have – so it's a Monday night football game – uh, back-to-back games against Kansas City and at Indy, and then Sunday night football against the Rams. Quick turnaround where you host the Saints after getting back uh, on the, the morning of the 8th, probably at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, quick turnaround, returning home to face the Saints. I don't know. It's, it's an intriguing schedule from, from that set because uh, I, I like the way it's, it, it flows with you have a tough stretch, but you have some some winnable games ahead of that. But you can't have the hiccup as you play the schedule out like they did last year against the Bengals, for instance. Here's another thing. Yesterday, your primary complaint was about strength of schedule, and, yeah. and a very good one. We talked about judging strength of schedule on Vegas's predicted win totals rather than last year's record, which is is a very good. Our friend Warren Sharp does really excellent schedule analysis, and another thing that he looks at or the scheduling inequities of how much rest or short weeks, long weeks, bye weeks that your opponents have. You pointed out yesterday when we saw what the Patriots had and their schedule was leaked, that the Titans would be playing the Patriots on a long week of rest coming off their mini-bye from a Thursday night game. Titans have that four times. In week five, they play the Jaguars, who are Thursday night the week before. In week 11, they play the Texans, who have a week 10 bye. In week 12, they play the Patriots, who have a week 11 Thursday night. In week 15, they play the Steelers, who play Thursday in week 14. They only get one opponent on short rest. Week 17, they play the Dolphins, who play Monday the week before. 
Now, somebody was saying, well, the, the 49ers are on short rest on the Thursday night game. That doesn't count. The Titans are also on short rest when they played Thursday night. So this is a scheduling inequity. It's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Warren Sharp's thing is, over the course of time, at least, this should even out for a franchise. The Titans have not been mistreated over the course of time. They come out actually a little bit ahead. But in a season, you'd like not to have four to one your score in terms of playing teams that have significantly more rest than you do. And here, three times off a mini-buy, one time off a full-buy. Now, I haven't looked at what teams are getting from the Titans' end. I don't care so much about about that. But here, it's an inequity for what the Titans are getting in terms of their rest versus opponents' rest, which is another thing the league doesn't factor in probably enough. It's going to happen. How much does it happen? Hutton, you hit on this a little bit, but I think the key three-game stretch – if there's ever a time where it is imperative to win three straight games, it is Indy at home, Jets, Jags, early in the season. Whatever happens in those first two against NFC opponents, those three back-to-back-to-back AFC opponents in that order, I think that Colts game at home is a huge It's a huge uh, trendsetter for the season in the division, right? To get them at home first, you really set the pace. If you get out and win that game at home, and then you got to take care of business against the Jets and the Jags. So regardless of what happens against those two tough NFC opponents to start the season, that three-game stretch late September through mid-October to get those three straight AFC games, to me, is imperative for the season. I, I, my one issue, and I think it's a pretty good schedule. It's balanced. There's no you know, three-game road swing or three-game homestand or any of that. Um, I, I think the two long road trips are well spaced and are. O- over relatively early, you know, by week nine. They play the Colts, what, week four and week eight or nine, and that's over. And I, I hate the fact that they play at Houston. They've played Houston in the last game of the season far too frequently. Uh, needs to be the Colts at the end. And, and Titans-Colts, I think, you know, virtually everyone would predict those are the two teams competing for the AFC South. They're done at midseason. And, and I think that second Colts game needs to be somewhere in the, in the final month at least if that's going to be a division-deciding kind of thing. I, at least they put space between those games. As I said earlier, there are four games between those games, which I think should be the minimum. But I'd like to see Titans-Colts in the last four games of the year at least because that's going to be a really impactful game in what happens in the AFC South. And we're not going to see them play for the whole second half of the season. Uh, another observation, f- five road games in the first nine weeks of the season, three road games in the final nine weeks of the season for the Titans. That, that should be advantageous for this team. I think, too, the Christmas week, you, you play the 23rd, you know, you don't like that short week coming off a home uh, road game at Pittsburgh. Mm. But boy, do you like it when you're off Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and you're resting up for the final two games of the season. I think most coaches are going to like the idea that you don't have to schedule or play around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Pop that schedule back up there, guys, as we see the quarterbacks coming to Nissan Stadium this season. Kyler Murray, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Skip right Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> or Trey Lance, <laughs> Davis Mills, Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like, okay, who's Houston going <laughs> to have? Davis Tarod Mills, Taylor, Tarod Davis Taylor. Mills. 
I mean, the um, city will be aflame electric. with excitement when Davis Mills comes to town <laughs> for the Texans. Uh, but it, 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 a really good home schedule uh, for that um, with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Trevor Lawrence, Tua. And again, oh, all those Nashville and Bama fans are going to be always, on full force to support Tua. There are always some injuries along the way, and we should point out the preseason. Oh, um, this is interesting because they're they're opening on the road at Atlanta, facing Arthur Smith and Dean Pease. There, um, well, they'll they'll get a lot of solid work in um, because they will uh, certainly pre-plan that game together. My guess is where both teams get a lot of work uh, with what they want. I'm not saying they script it, but it's good to know the coach you're yes. facing. And then at Tampa, uh, and because the extra game this year is at home for the AFC, the Titans only have one home preseason game to sell. That's huge for them. They only have to sell one home game. Uh, next year, they'll have to sell two. That extra game will be in the preseason. Um, but it's good on the season ticket sales this year, too, to get people involved. Yeah, a couple notes on the preseason. First off, the third preseason game should still be the dress rehearsal game because mm, the yeah. third preseason game the is August 28th, yeah. and the opener isn't until September 12th. So you've got a lot of time off there. Yep. So the last preseason game isn't the wash-away game. It's still legitimately point, yeah. the most important game. And two things, at Atlanta, at Tampa Bay. If the NFL reinstates teams' ability to train and have joint practice sessions, I assure you the Titans will work with one or both of these teams on the road. You mentioned the friendship with Arthur Smith. That makes Atlanta an obvious candidate. John Robinson and Jason Light, uh, the general manager of Tampa Bay, good friends. Titans could do some camp on the road with both of these teams. They were set up to do it with – Tampa Bay last year, um, but but the NFL scrapped joint workouts because of the the COVID stuff. So if they're comfortable with COVID and the PA doesn't um, scratch it, and they might be the biggest opponent of of this idea, but if they're free to do it, the Titans could have two. Uh, that would definitely have one. They could have two uh, road trip uh, joint session practices before a road preseason game. Paul, uh, another observation, just going back to your, your thoughts on the Colts, uh, where we see the, the spacing of this game and how they don't play uh, the Colts again uh, after Halloween. Uh, according to FanDuel and, and Las Vegas, the Colts are the most popular team by bet count in the over-under. Uh, for nine and a half wins, I think, is what their over-under is for the Colts. And what was the second part of that? 90. They also have the most lopsided in regular season over under wins, 92.5% betting the over for the Colts. Okay. Now, if 92.5% of the most popular bet is taking the over on the Colts, this tells us that while we in Nashville are saying, boy, uh, the Texans and the Jaguars are pushovers, right. and the Titans are going to collect, should collect four wins there. America is saying, boy, we don't like what the Titans did at all. And that, that's a fluky division win they had last year. We hate their offseason. And the Colts are going to roll the Texans and the Jaguars and the Titans. <laughs> To get 10 wins at least. And that the division is soft, not just two teams soft, 
But probably three teams soft, don't you think? That's what they're saying. This is a, at least a partial indictment of the Titans and the AFC South beyond the bottom two teams. I don't know if it's as much that it's three teams soft as much as... They're seeing at least they're split. What franchise are you buying in the long haul? Yeah, and they're buying the Colts. It's the Colts. Not in the long haul, in the 2021 Even with all the haul. Carson Wentz hate, it's the Colts in terms of the franchise that you're going to buy to be the most stable. Well, consider yeah. the long time. One and, and team pulling back. away in this division, and it's not Tennessee. And to bounce back this year, too. They, they won 11 games last year because of their defense. Right. The Colts. Uh, they, they had good quarterback play. Not great. Uh, they had a decent run game, not great. The Titans were superior in quarterback play and run game, but we know how their defense was. The Colts had the superior defense. Uh, they split last year, and now you look at it and think, okay, are they going to get better quarterback play because of the pairing of Wentz with Frank Reich? And can they improve on the scoreboard because of that and pair that up with their strong defensive effort? If they can then that's why you picked them at over nine and a half wins. You know who's pissed off by all this? Danico Autry. Danico Autry was very outspoken when the Titans signed him about the Colts know what they let go and they're going to pay the price when we play head-to-head. Now you hear that from a lot of players. Mm-hmm. But most guys now tamp, temper that, tamp that down. Uh, if we got this number in front of Danico Autry right now, he, he would have, uh, I, I suspect, some, some things to say about it. Coming up, some other thoughts on the Titans' schedule and future odds. Plus, we'll hit some balls headlines, and we'll tell you the Nashville Predators' playoff schedule, which has been announced through the league. Also, somebody we talked about a little bit ago, bit Lance Lee. We need details. Outkick 360 rolls on. Now, kick 360 playoff time is here for the Nashville Predators. And mentioned yesterday we thought they would open the playoffs on Monday. That is the case. We have the screenshot through the Tennessean, uh, which they put out, and uh, the NHL has told the Preds when they're going to be playing. Uh, you'll see the first matchup coming up this coming Monday, 7 o'clock local time, CNBC on the broadcast there. Uh, Back-to-back games, of course, there in in Raleigh on Monday, Wednesday. First home game in Nashville on Friday, a week from tomorrow. And uh, keep in mind uh, some of these TV schedules that will be on USA um, for the 12,000-plus that will be in attendance at Bridgestone Arena on Friday and then on Sunday. And then, if necessary, you see the rest of the schedule. But... Paul, I think uh, you mentioned this earlier in the week. You, you were worried a bit on the layoff between the end of the regular season and the start. I mean, I think that's legit long. because now that we know they're going to wait through week. the weekend. I, I also have this problem. I don't know why. Uh, and I know Chad's very good at going to games for free. I'm not as good because I'm not as uh, nice, to, nice to people. I'm not as, <laughs> I'm not as nice to people. <laughs> And I'm not, as, like it is. As, uh, I'm not as beholden to people, and I'm not as well connected to the Nashville business community. But also, it shouldn't be I, – I, I'm in good enough uh, position that I should be able to spend 98 bucks on uh, two tickets, mm-hmm. you know, 98 times two on two tickets. Why, when I go there, am I so hesitant to push the, the damn button? I, I don't understand. Because I'll spend two hundred bucks on a lot of things. Spent, it's because you spent a lifetime going to events for free. 
as a member of the media. So I think just natural hesitancy would know. lead you to hesitate to buy the ticket. I'm so because not Because you've hesitant, gone to Jack. so many sporting events for free. you follow my spending habits on the things I'm not hesitant about dropping money on, and this is a night out with my son to take him to a hockey game when we haven't done anything like this together in so, so long. And I get these tickets up on my screen, and I'm like, well, even he's going to say, Dad, these are awfully high. Well, <laughs> it's, it's $98. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not cheap, but that's not too bad. That's what they cost. For a playoff so, game. Right? Uh, I, I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought that if if you've been a season ticket holder, I'm reading the, the, the idea of how they were going to sell the 12000 You've been a season ticket holder, or if you purchase a season ticket plan for next season, that's how they're selling tickets for these games. Um, I think you can go as low as, a, as buying a season ticket for a quarter of next season. You'd also be able to buy a strip of tickets to all of the first two rounds of the playoffs. But you were able to go find well, individual. Well, I'm just on Ticketmaster that don't seem to be resale, but maybe they are Ticketmaster disguised. No, I, I didn't no, know. No, these are just available because it says available, and then there, there's another I was under thing the assumption that that's how they were opening these tickets up. Resale. I didn't know you could go online right now and buy those. Well, oh, buy those tickets right now and tell yeah. us if you can get them so we can uh, break great. some news. I can break some news on the show. I can or I can sit in 328. And they upped the attendance to uh, a little over 12,000 people for Bridgestone Arena. Uh, the NHL is keeping them from going to max capacity. Um, and we know that because they're, they're adding HVAC units, three of them, to Bridgestone Arena to meet NHL standards just to get above the 12,000 mark. Meanwhile, a concert that could be held theoretically in the same week at Bridgestone Arena can be completely sold out at NHL this point. has nothing to do with that. Right. I will say, I keep clicking on things and then it says, sorry, somebody else took your seats and I have to go to the A next. season ticket holder. The <laughs> new season ticket holder took those seats. It's also really cool that Nashville gets a Friday-Sunday batch yep. of games. That's a great point, to too. Start. I'd much rather have that than yes. Monday night, Wednesday night in Raleigh. People in Raleigh are probably a little jealous that it's not a weekend. At least get a Saturday or Sunday game one, right, if you're there, instead of Monday, Wednesday, and then Preds get to come home to Nashville for a Friday, Sunday. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360 and let us know your thoughts on the Titans schedule. We've been breaking it down a, a bit here. Paul, uh, Chad, we always hear from, oh, what do the NFL think of the Titans from a national TV perspective? Here's the overkill. Here is your Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football schedule. And we know the Titans are a part of one of each of these, as you see it on your screen. Lance Lee said he loved this look to the eye. I thought, man, this is just unbelievable. Look at all these games on national television well, Lance, week to week. Lance Lee loves this on look of the eye because he, he's not looking to see what exactly is on there. Right. He, he doesn't care. So, yes, it's but a, it's a kaleidoscope you, of color and logos just pleasing to the eye, but it's really three, hard to decipher what's what. Three Titans logos on there. <laughs> one on Thursday, one on Saturday. Or, excuse me, one on Thursday, one on Sunday, one on Monday night. It, it looks, looks like my some, blanket as a seven-year-old. Yeah, that was right. NFL theme. <laughs> that had every single team's I, – I, seriously, I had a Major League Baseball one that was a comforter at one point, and I had an NFL one and it had every team's logo on it. And it looks like I could wrap myself – in this graphic right now and be seven years old again. To me, Hutton, this is the right amount. Yeah. They get two at home, right? Yep. They're hosting Buffalo on a Monday night. They're hosting San Francisco on a Thursday night. We could stop making the Jacksonville Thursday night game joke. It hasn't happened now in two years. And they're on the road at the Rams on Sunday night football. This, by the way, is the same thing they had last year. 
Um, but they got an extra game on Tuesday Bumped night in. because right. of the, the COVID deal. And if you want to be honest, look, I, I understand you're not, uh, as a Nashville person, you're not that excited about seeing so much Dallas or so much Green Bay if Rodgers isn't there, et cetera. But we know how these things work. They're marquee teams who are going to have, uh, you know, the five games, and they're going to be on these, uh, on these things. The Titans do have, a, you know, a very exciting player in Derrick Henry. Uh, A.J. Brown is intriguing. They also have a defense that absolutely sucked last year that wasn't ready for prime time. And they also, you know, they won in Denver on the nightcap of the Monday night opener in a very ugly game, 16-13, I believe. They got pasted by Indianapolis uh, on a Monday night game. And uh, in Green Bay, in the snow, in a game that, that was, was tailor-made that was for Derrick Henry. Was that Thursday or Monday? Well, well one of them was, was Thursday. The, the Colts lost on a Thursday night at home. Thursday night. Yeah. Terrible. Thursday night, yeah. And, and in Green Bay on a Sunday night game in the snow, primed for them with Derrick Henry, they laid an absolute egg. Is it fair that these things may count against them? No. Your prior record in those games doesn't mean. But when they've been a national TV property lately, they haven't been particularly uh, the, the NFL schedule makers haven't said, hey, that really worked out for us well when the Titans were in prime time, so let's get them in there again. we got to get this thing back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, be, be realistic. Hopefully it snows again. Now, if they go and they play well this season, better than it sounds like the three of us uh, are expecting them to, then they can get flexed into into some more slots. Go kick ass. But shut up about prime time if you're going to lay an egg in Green Bay in the snow when you've got the best running back in recent history and you, you can't get going. Well, and, and just comparing the teams that had one more prime time slot than the Titans, Vegas, uh, to me that's half stadium, half, half stadium. Gruden, half everything. The stadium's part uh, of that. Chicago. Chicago. Second biggest city uh, in America. Third biggest city in America. With four primetime games. Minnesota with four. Yeah, that's – I don't want to see the uh, – The other two the are in, uh, Indianapolis and Buffalo that received four primetime slots. Buffalo, quite frankly, should have five. Okay. Yeah, the, the teams with five. Green Bay, New Orleans, Dallas. Seattle, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Uh, the Rams, 49ers, and then Chiefs and Buccaneers. I'm puzzled the, by New Orleans. I am too. I don't get it. I mean, that is not – it's usually driven by quarterback play. I get that they've been a successful franchise, but Drew Brees is gone. If they knew Aaron Rodgers was gone in Green Bay, that would lower their total by a game or two. Well, like it's tough to get on to a new team, I think it's tough for them to get off of a team that's been there a lot. Fair or not. It's uh, facts of life. Um, now, it, one, of them, one of them could be Thanksgiving, right? I'm trying to think of the national TV games for New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans plays. So they play Thursday night football and Thanksgiving. They play Buffalo. They play Buffalo on Thanksgiving. So two of their two of their five are Thursday. Put that graphic back up there, Lance. Let's see if we can. <laughs> let's see if I can. And do they also have to play? Into this. And everybody's mandated a Thursday this night. Colorful graphic. Right, that you're guaranteed at least one. Do they also play on Christmas on the right hand column? Very far. Yeah, they do. Okay, so there you go. So one of their games is on Thanksgiving. Oh the no, other no, game, I'm sorry, they don't. Oh, they don't. It's I so think small. Christmas, it's very small. Can <laughs> you blow that up so despite small. the fact that some of it will go off the screen? Yeah, Christmas. There we go. Look at that. 
Yes. Scroll down. Christmas is is Colts and Arizona and the Browns and Green Bay. Oh, okay. November twenty fifth is I'm just trying Thanksgiving. To, That's mind, Bills Saints. How are they getting on? So there's Miami and New Orleans right there on the uh, the twenty seventh. Um, they're also playing Tampa. That's how you get on. So. These games are flex games. Jacob, let's 16, study this. Week 15 and week 16, they're in prime time. They could get flexed out. Let's, Jacob, let's study this, and we'll be a quiz tomorrow. <laughs> this is, uh, imagine looking at this graphic on Dad's acid while listening <laughs> to Dad's acid. I think that, you'd probably make better sense of it than we are right maybe. now. Completely if Mom sober. had the maybe. acid, would that throw everything off? I think you would understand even more if Mom had the acid. <laughs> Mother's acid. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. The teams with just your Thursday night game. Uh, the New York Jets, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville, and Houston will get rid of one of those uh, mandatory games together. Cincinnati, Carolina, Denver, and Atlanta. Um, there That's you go. Cor- That's Th- correct. Those are your teams that will just be featured one time on national TV on Thursday night. Uh, Predators, uh, as announced through the league, we know they're going to start their postseason on Monday. We'll be previewing that as the week progresses, uh, as tomorrow and and then Monday, we'll we'll get a full preview of their matchup against Carolina. Second time this week, our production guys are being overly shy. Mm -hmm. Jacob had intimate knowledge of a groom peeing on horse hay. And now Lance has intimate knowledge of one of the people, uh, or one of the characters, if you will, who um, made a cameo appearance on the Ravens video. Please, boys, interject. Lance, your story, please. Uh, the, The tuna dog bit me once. And then Pete in the studio we were working in. What, what were, what you, were doing you filming that made him bite you? We were doing some press. Uh, <laughs> Tuna's handler had written a book for Tuna. And they were doing some press for that. And the dog in was Tuna's just, voice or for Tuna? Was it like a ghostwriter situation? Was the book written as it was by Tuna the dog? Did you read as the book? As I recall, it may have been the dog's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Even worse. What does uh, Tuna's claim to think? Being extremely ugly, I think. Uh, it's a, like an extreme overbite. So uh, the bite wasn't really that bad because the a, teeth it, don't match up. It's a, it's a cross between, he's a cross between um, an ugly dog and an ugly dog. A dash hound and a chihuahua. Dachshund. Hmm. Dash hound. Oh, do- Dachshund, sorry. Is it? I don't know what it yeah, is. Dachshund. 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 Um, so uh, it, this was a great celebrity interaction for you. Have you been bitten by anyone else in the celebrity ranks? Uh, uh, no celebrities. The groom. <laughs> no. <laughs> no celebrities. Tell Thank us about you. the time Ray Romano bit you in an interview, please. That's next. Please, on now you've, show. you've It's each, known for the overbite, though. You've each failed to interject one time. Let's let this be the end of your failed interjections. Please Interject. No, oh. just if you have something, come. <laughs> we we have don't want to have to invite you. We can hear you. you. If you jump in, we'll know. We you want you talk. in. Coming up, he tells us about uh, shopping with uh, Serena Williams in Paris. (laughs) We're going to save that for our final show. (laughs) That's another thing. Lance is full of all these stories with celebs from uh, past, from. uh, Yeah, and now he's with us. Productions past. I mean, insane. Everyone. It's a real fall from grace. The the list, the list that we went through for cameo. He's probably done something with the show involved. Well, he thinks they're G-list for sure, based on the A-listers he's been with. He can give you what drug he's done with each of those celebrities as he goes down the list. Chad, tell us about Renner's Warehouse. Renner's Warehouse, love talking about them because Renner's Warehouse can help you in a lot of different ways. It's been a tough year financially for a lot of you. It's been a tough year 
and they've got a way that you can make some cash right now. If you own rental property and you need cash, you're worried about receiving rent on time, it's a lot more difficult to find renters right now in some instances. If you're considering updating your rental property or investing in a larger portfolio, get the most out of your real estate investment by receiving a full year of, of rent paid up front. Renters Warehouse is Nashville's leader in property management, the only company providing upfront rent. That's right, upfront rent for up to a year. The upfront rent program is available for a limited time. Call Renters Warehouse Nashville at 615-398-9550 or visit rwnashville.com. That website, again, they made this specifically for the show, rwnashville.com. Go to that website, find out if you qualify, renterswarehouse.com, helping maximize your property investment potential. Do it the renter's warehouse way and get tomorrow's rent today. Outkick 360, we've been recapping the NFL schedules today. Been a fast-paced show uh, in the final segment for today. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360, and of course, we hope you'll subscribe to the new channel, Outkick360 on YouTube. If you're watching on Outkick, search us out there uh, through YouTube, Outkick360. We're live streaming there as well. Share the feed on Facebook and retweet for us there. And find us on podcasts wherever you download your podcast. The numbers have been extremely, extremely strong. We Thank you, you for subscribing to the podcast wherever you download Outkick content for your mobile device. How about this for NFL scheduling? <laughs> All my thoughts on, oh, it's sweeps month and ratings month in October. The NFL, I don't, I, can a league get this lucky? Um, so Tom Brady enters the season needing oh, a little nice. over 1,100 passing yards to break Drew Brees' all-time record for passing yards for a quarterback. If he averages 289 yards per game. Which is he about will, his career average. He will go in to Foxborough with an opportunity to claim the all-time record. Well, that's not them just getting lucky, no too. The, the, the stat thing is lucky, but they that's strategically what I mean. placed in the schedule during sweeps, knowing that's a possibility, was completely done on purpose. That's on purpose. But I, 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 when I say luck, I mean, no, the... The numbers not. Sweeps yeah. week it's with realistic, that, right? You know, landing like, in there, window. It's not like it needs four thousand. It's yards, not happening so. in December. Yeah. Right. Timing wise. No, it's absolutely perfect. Unbelievable. It's <laughs> just, it's just crazy. Uh, some other news out there. We started the show. Uh, Farley, Caleb Farley has signed his rookie deal. Paul, no surprise. All these are slotted, but gone. Thank goodness. Gone are the days of holdouts, and gone are the days of waiting until the last possible moment to sign a rookie to a contract going into training camp. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, these are non-news events to me, the rookies signing We know what he's going to make when he's drafted. Right, and um, the only news element to these are if a guy doesn't have his deal done, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in the days leading up to camp where you're having some debate on, um, you know, uh, deferred money or, or, or some small element that agents and teams can still find a way to fight over because there's very little left to fight over based on the slotting and all of that. I'm going I'm to get to a story that Paul has at his website in just a moment. Jacob, do you still have the, uh, the Falcons graphic, the schedule graphic? Uh, news or not news that in their announcement, 
in their announcement. What are you looking at here? Today? I can't see that at all. Yeah, That's expand, what I'm looking expand, at. I was like, expand the picture, the picture part. We don't want yeah, the just the top. Part. Just the top. The top part. The picture news part. or not news that Julio Jones is not featured among the players at the top of their schedule. One more zoom. I he- I heard that he wasn't on it last year either. I think not news. I think it's news. I mean, he has publicly been shopped. It's been reported multiple places. So there's a reason that Julio Jones isn't on that that graphic. Hey, I think it's news. And we see the Titans August 13th preseason. Could and Julio we'll Jones see... be playing August 13th in Atlanta? Boy, yes. if they train together, can you imagine uh, the amount of cameras that would be focused on him? I would love that. With A.J. Brown. Then, uh, then we're switching gears on some expectations for the season. That one piece to the offense oh. Oh, yes. versus what they've lost, what they gained. Yes. Yes. Please double-team A.J. Brown at that point if Julio right. Jones is also <laughs> yeah. on the right. team. Yeah, we'll be changing, uh, changing course. Paul, uh, former Titan, Albert Hainsworth. You wrote about him last night for what reason? I spoke to Albert Hainsworth uh, extensively, and I spoke to uh, Zach Penny. Zach Penny is from a small town in Arkansas, and he drove here seven hours about a month ago to donate his left kidney to Albert Hainsworth, um, who has been doing five hours of dialysis three times a week for about two years. Uh, and we recall at our, at our old show uh, talking in detail about Albert's uh, health issues. Albert told me that two years removed from the league, his kidneys were operating at about 50%. And that he thinks that uh, all the medications that he took to get him through NFL games, uh, specifically the Toradol shots that he took, he said, for every damn game, um, contributed to, to kidney failure. He's got no history of kidney problems in his family. Uh, I, I read some scientific journals and stuff that said Toradol doesn't cause problems used in short stuff, but it didn't explore anything. Any, nothing I found explored what it does to somebody taking it on the regular basis that Albert Hainsworth and players of his era took it. But at any rate, Albert's turned a real corner. Uh, he, he's doing well. Told me the Good. whole story about the transplant. Uh, the guy who offered it to him, uh, an amazing, uh, as you can imagine, uh, an amazing story of generosity. And another friend of Albert's who, who had a, a kidney transplant, um, uh, who's kind of been Albert's counselor through this. Uh, I hope you'll, you'll read it and enjoy it. Uh, not the kind of story I do very often, but uh, I know Albert, an uh, important piece of Titans history, and a guy who's uh, was, suffered a lot with this, told us on our previous show of brain aneurysms he had that almost killed him several yep. years ago. So his second big health crisis, and uh, he's doing a lot better. Well, an important piece of in the Tennessee Power of Tennessee Vols history also yep. with his uh, uh, connection to that program. So and there's a, razor, there's a Razorback tie in here, and there's a Vanderbilt tie in that he had this surgery at Vanderbilt Hospital. So Chad, I w- SEC ties. Uh, yesterday you were pissed off for greatness on Henry Toho Toho. Mm-hmm. Um, Simmer on this as we go into tomorrow. Jeremy Pruitt, <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt on this. continues to go after his buyout money of $12 million plus. Oh, he deserves uh, everything. With the investigation that is ongoing and everything involved, uh, and the fact that that's not settled, the, the lawyers involved over the last, what, four months now, three and a half, four months, continue to go after the millions on that contract. We discuss that in Simmer more tomorrow. Yeah. He's really going after that bad contract that Tennessee signed <laughs> him. Going after a lot of that bad contract money where 
they did not get the return on investment that they needed out of him, and he's going to get every dime of that money that he did not earn. Simmer. Simmer. Oh, he's simmering. Stew. He's still, he's still stewing over. I may just every- be in this seat simmering oh, until tomorrow also, and not move. The idea that the current players on this Tennessee Vols team would go up and hug and congratulate Henry Toto after the game against Alabama What this about year. before? Yeah, that, that's got to end. Before. Uh, that's got to end. <laughs> uh, I mean, I even... Simmer! 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 Do we do it now, or we do it? we'll do it live? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll start it. We'll start it on the warm up if you want. I'll warm you up well, on on Instagram Live. He'll fluff this. you on it. How could you? How could you? <laughs> I'll be the fluffer for Chad tomorrow. Can't wait. It's going to be a special show. <laughs> Big time. I hear you're tired after that sort of thing. We're gonna uh, <laughs> tomorrow will be our first appearance on OnlyFans. Also, we've got our new YouTube channel, Outkick 360, and we're moving to OnlyFans tomorrow. Yeah, we actually will be on Grinder tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Our audience just quadrupled. Yeah. Uh, hit us up in the meantime on Twitter at Outkick360. And again, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel, Outkick360, on YouTube. We are back at it tomorrow to get you ready for the big sports weekend. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.